since the very dawn of time, father-in-laws have set their daughter's potential suitors on dangerous and mighty quests to prove their worth. Climbing mountains, slaying monsters, and even watching sports. But here in 2020, we just go to the movies with each other. This is the Father-in-Law Cinema Club with Jimmy Eaton and Ken Tyres. Well, hello there, everybody. You're normally hearing the dulcet tones of Jimmy James Eaton, but uh, you've got the father-in-law at the moment because I'm going to introduce episode 34 of the Father-in-Law Cinema Club. And uh, who else to join me but my incredibly handsome, oh. uh, hair-challenged... Oh, come on. Uh, hair-challenged... <laughs> that's that's kind me. of the pot calling the kettle black, though, Ken. I mean, you're calling me bald, but hey, you're, you you're look exactly me the same this as me. Gig. Listen, mate, you've given me this gig, so you've got to let me say it. Oh, uh, anyway, it's clearly the film we've uh, reviewed is, <laughs> is rubbing off on you. <laughs> it really has. It's, it's really affected me. Jimmy, it is great to join you again for Father-in-Law Cinema Club. Um, we have a ball every so often. Well, it used to be every fortnight, but whenever we do it, we love doing it. <laughs> and uh, <laughs> anyway, it's great to see your beautiful face once again on Zoom. We're still COVID restricted, of course. We but it's, are. Uh, In fact, it, are. it sounds like it's... Oh, firstly, let me say... Brilliant, brilliant intro. I feel like uh, the burden of starting this show has been lifted off me. I, I feel years younger now. Um, thank you, you so much for introducing the show. Oh, I don't know. I thought it was a bit bit rough, but uh, you're such a Well, look, mate, you anyway, haven't had as much I, practice as me. Well, that's right. That's right. Good to see you again, Jimmy. Good to see Great you Great to see you too. And um, of course, you mentioned the COVID restrictions. Um, mm, you know, they terrible. we are in Melbourne, uh, Victoria, in Australia, doing our movie podcast. And we were sort of boasting the last episode that um, the restrictions are being lifted. However, we're like the naughty, the naughty child of the Australian states, aren't we, Ken? We are too. We, we, um, when we're recording it now, there's been 41... Uh, cases overnight. There's a bit of a spike, isn't it? But, uh, uh, when but you yeah, look just at what's in case my in dad States. listens, uh, my dad was like, "Oh, it's the Black Lives Matter protests. They're bloody, oh, they're ruining the world." Uh, dad, just mm-hmm. so you know, there were Black Lives Matters protests in every state, and they've yep. just they've worked out that uh, out of all of the cases, <laughs> three have come from the Black Lives exactly, Matter exactly. protests. That's, it's actually um, just just dickheads uh, out in the suburbs not abiding, yep. uh, abiding to uh, restrictions. So there yeah, you go. Well, well, that's what they're doing. Let's get, let's get together and have fun. And you should be just keeping it down to They should be taking people. a leaf out of our book, you know, not, not to uh, stand on my high horse, but um, just to have a good old Zoom chat with your family, like we are now. It, exactly, Jimmy, exactly. Um, and yeah, just in case and, uh, you thought you guys were listening to the um, dirty left-wing um, anti-fascist father-in-law club, uh, this is, a, in fact, a movie podcast <laughs> where we talk about movies that we know and love. So sorry for that um, entree of uh, political kind of uh, ramming down your throat, but, um, you know, that's over. Yeah, but and now you, we're you've got to let your politics come through every so often, don't oh, okay. you, Jimmy? Yeah, you do. You do. Yeah. We've got to have an edge. We've got to stand out in the iTunes. We, we, we can't we, just be a, a father-in-law do. podcast about movies. That's There's probably a thousand of those. We've got to be edgy. We've got to be niche. <laughs> we're going to make this happen, man. Um, and exactly. are you well, Ken? 
Yeah, I'm good. I'm good, mate. Uh, you know, we're not, not getting up to much, but, uh, you know, hanging out to do this sort of thing and, and watching uh, a few movies. Well, speaking which, of movies, Ken, you, um, yeah. it, you know, we have had a, a few restrictions, but, you know, Maddie, my daughter... Uh, sorry. Oh my gosh. Yep. What's going on? Oh. Freudian slip. Yeah. Your daughter oh, and my wife, yeah, Maddie. That, that's a bit weird, Jimmy. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's early in the morning and it's freezing cold. Uh, <laughs> Maddie and I, of course, are actors. Uh, and yep. it's good because, you know, over the past, you know, three months, obviously the film industry has not been happening uh, very oh, much because of all the restrictions, but it's starting to ease up and we're starting to get a few more auditions again, which is good. Uh, we're doing a few more self-tests for some ads. And Maddie's just got another ad. She's going to be one of those Amy she, girls. You know, you know those, oh, Lucky. that's right. Yeah, yeah. With Amy. So she's going to be an Amy girl. She had to dye her hair. She did. End, she? she did. She's yeah. lost her, you know, um, really identifiable blonde bob. Lego looking Maddie to a, uh, a more... Uh, Mature, older-looking Maddie, but I think that looks. <laughs> Be careful when you say no. no well, no. Older. Well, well, an older, um, mature. God, I better. I'm digging a hole for myself. No, she looks great. I think she, she looks, looks fantastic. Great. She looks but, really you know, good. Looks she's really gone good. for she's gone for the ad, and she's got it. And um, yeah. look, you know, I'm, I'm talking a lot about myself and Maddie here, but um, I, I'm mm. lucky enough to have got a few auditions. But um, well, I'm not the only one on this podcast that's done a few auditions, have I, Ken? You've gone for the odd ad, haven't you? Well, I've got an agent, Jimmy, uh, via you and Maddie, uh, somebody you recommended to me. Um, mm. They're not actually knocking down the door. Uh, <laughs> I had one. I had. I had one audition that oh, you yeah. filmed. Yeah. That, please, please, I'm, I'll, I'll pay you, but do not ever, ever put it up on bloody Facebook or Instagram. Well, can you, can you, it, can you explain to me what you had to do in in that audition? What was okay. it for? You, you always set me up, don't you? Yeah. Okay. I'm All just right. interested, uh, Ken, and remember. I think you know. Yeah. Uh, I think one of my acting coaches said you've got to be interesting. Uh, you've got to be interested to be interesting. So you know, look. Um, so what, okay. what was the what was the um, what was the ad for? All right, it was for one of those um, coffees. And this you is know, this is uh, where acting comes in because, like you know, yeah. you've been a coffee caffeine convert over this yes, podcast, yeah, really. Yeah. But when I we first to, met, you hated coffee, right? I did, I did. And you uh, and I'm you weren't a fan of coffee when you were going for this ad, so you had to really dig deep and and pretend that you liked coffee. Uh, I did, I did. Uh, and what was I, it? What I, might add, to do? I might add. I well, it, it was uh, what do they call it? Ice coffee. It was some brand of ice coffee, and it was all these guys going to a coffee stand, and they're in their bike tights, but they're middle-aged to older men, gentlemen. That uh, with that would have been a stretch girth. for you to play, wouldn't it? Playing a oh well, that that just put me off. I I I reckon if I got the gig, they would have had to give me about hundred thousand dollars to take it on, because they ended up using this other bloke. And to be honest, and so you were an old fella. You're an old fella in your life. Getting a coffee. Getting a coffee. And getting off. What what did you have to do for the audition again? Well, uh, with the audition, I just had to improv a couple of things. Yeah. You 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 threw a couple of things at me and. 
uh, it was pretty stupid. And, 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 and wasn't I it think, like you had to you had to describe your favourite coffee? And it was hilarious because you had no oh, idea that's right. what oh, yep, a coffee sorry. entailed. Yep, yep, so yep. you were just kind of making it up. Improv. Well, Mac, Whose I line is Macchiato? it anyway? Yeah. I thank, thank God Ken's here. <laughs> uh, piccolo, macchiato, fravato, palato, macchiato. So I, I didn't even know the names. I think you just did a Rogers and Hammerstein musical and, and maybe um, some kind of uh, Italian toy in there. Um, a rigolato. A, a, a rigolato. That's where uh, your coffee is so damn strong. Uh, yeah, you have to wriggle off to the toilet. Uh, but, but something happened in the ad as well, didn't it? it um, your bikes fell over or something and you had to react because they often do that in, in the audition room. They go, hey you know, this thing's going to happen and you have to react to it. And, and so, you know, it, it takes a lot of actors training to, to kind of not expect that thing to happen and then make it seem like it's going to happen. And how did that I work did. for you? I did. I fell off the bike and I think I just went, Oh, what the hell has happened here? Well, or can, something like that. I can, don't you're know, quite close. The, you're quite close yeah, to what happened there, but I'm going to replay it back. I actually have got it right here. So let's, let's oh, have a Jesus, listen. Here okay. we go. My favourite coffee is a piccolo. I like it with warm, silky milk and in a short glass. It's a meatball! <laughs> <laughs> Jesus. Ken, no that's amazing. Got, no wonder I never got the friggin' gig. Oh, isn't that terrible? That's uh, did incredible. Did you see the guy that ended up... Did you see what the guy looked like that got the ad too? Uh, no, 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 I didn't. I don't think it was on very often. Oh, he was a he was made me look like a lightweight. He was very, 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 very big. There's an ad on TV at the moment where a chap's dragging along. It's like an Olympic Games, and he's dra dragging along a green waste bin in Lycra, and it, yeah. it's it's the Olympics, mm. and uh, it's for sports bet or something like that. But that is an I ad that, that I went for. That did that I ad. actually went for the voiceover oh, for that. Yeah. <laughs> Did you? Oh, okay. But yeah, I and never I love got it because it was for. I love this this industry because I have a, a comedian friend called Nick Cody, and the oh, ad yeah. said, "Oh, we're looking for a, a, com a comedic voiceover, a lot like Nick Cody," and Nick Cody got the job. I love, I love it. I went and auditioned for it, and they ended up giving it a bloody Nick Cody. It's like just <laughs> give it to Nick Cody. His name. Oh, I mean, he's starving. You, he's not doing very well with himself. He's a poor, poor fellow, <laughs> poor fellow. But I love the, in your performance, Ken, how you just switch from like, oh, I love a creamy, milky, meat bike. It's like how quick you jump from, from loving your coffee yeah. to, to the concern you for your bike. You brought it all back home, Jimmy. I, I love it. I love it. <laughs> hey, um, thinking, speaking of bringing things to uh, different locations, we should bring this show yep. onto the road. Oh, but actually, before we do, we should talk about some uh, listener mail. Uh, people, uh, big fans right. of the last episode, Ken. Uh, we Good. have a, a young gentleman uh, who says, his name is Neil, and he says, speaking of Kill Bill, our last episode, I absolutely love these movies. A bit violent but a very cool story. Yes, we'd have to agree with you there, Neil. Kill Bill is... Uh, oh, violent. Definitely up there uh, on the violent scale. Oh, it is. It's right up there. But but almost comedic. I think we said that, didn't we? It's so over-the-top violence. It is. It um, is. I think it would have yeah, to be. Otherwise, yeah. it would just be... Um, yeah, you let, let it, it pass. Yeah. 
Yeah, That's absolutely. On, also yeah. on the Instagram, we have uh, a long-time listener, long-time commenter, Miko Frenchy, saying he will only listen to this episode if your microphone uh, has the same girth. Um, that's a weird <laughs> thing to ask Miko Frenchy, but yes, uh, it is. <laughs> uh, people can't see this, uh, because I don't put the videos up, but, um, yes, in fact, I have, uh, just like all people, everybody has different shaped microphones. I have a long skinny microphone and Ken has a short stumpy microphone, but, um, that, that doesn't... <laughs> Looks like I'm talking into a knob. I think you're trying to say. <laughs> oh, it is a, It's a bit phallic, Jimmy, I must admit. Oh, I'm, God. I'm sorry. I think we should just I'm end sorry, the podcast Nikki, yeah. there. We need yeah, to just yeah, end yeah. there. It looks like I'm talking uh, to a knob. Roll credits. <laughs> um, and that doesn't mean you, Jimmy. Oh, well, you know, I, I'll, 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 I'll respond to whatever I am <laughs> referred to as. Hey, uh, thank you very much, Miko Frenchy, for that visual Thanks, image. Um, yeah, we have to change, change the user rating of <laughs> change, our podcast. Change now. the tech. Yeah. Um, before we get into today's movie, though, which um, I'll get you to announce, Ken, because you're doing such a great job. Uh, a little disclaimer there is definitely most likely going to be spoilers in this so if you haven't seen today's film go and watch it and then you can pause this that you're like a god you can pause time and then come back and too. listen to us chatting all about this great film ken what are we going to be chatting about today we're going to uh talk about the fantastic english 2000 uh drama sexy beast yeah i know i am but what's the movie called hello Oh God, jeez! I'm so wound up, Jimmy. I'm because you're giving me all these big gigs. I'm I'm confused. It's I'm joking. I'm saying like you're pretending to call me a sexy beast, and I'm like, I know I am. But what's the movie called? It was a joke. You you called it the right thing. Oh, okay, okay, oh, okay. Let's go to the preview. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> let's go to the preview for God's sake. What's the worst thing that can happen? What's the worst scenario? It's gonna come here. Ask me, I'm gonna say no. Do the job. No, Don. Yes. No. Yes. No. Yes. I can't. You can. I can't. Don't do this. Do what? What am I doing? This. This? This what? I know a bloke who knows a bloke who knows a bloke. Now, you know this bloke. Do I? This is a bloke you know. Wants me to put a team together. Eight men. Strong. Good boys. Gotta be good boys. Look dumb. Look dumb? It's like this. Like what? I'd be useless. Useless? I would be. In what way? In every fucking way. Why are you swearing? I'm not swearing. You think you just make your down, leave the table, lie on your pool like a fat blob laughing at me? Do you think I'm gonna have that? Do it. I'm retired. Do you think I'm stupid? Some twat! I'm not really up to it. Is your middle name ungrateful or what? I'm retired. Are you gonna do the job? It's not a difficult question. Yes or no? Say it. You see, girl, where there's a will, and there is a will, there's a way. There's always a way. way. 
Sexy Beast. What a cool film, Ken. Great choice. Now, this came out um, 2000, which is the year after I left school. And it was sort of in the same, it was sort of during a gangster, a British gangster film boom, wasn't it? I mean, it was Lock, too. I'm pretty it sure was Lock, too. Stock and Two Smoking Barrels, Guy Ritchie's sort of uh, Pierce de Resistance of, of London gangster films had come out and you'd had sort of uh, Snatch coming not that long afterwards. There was Layer Cake. Everybody sort of speaks like this, don't they, in these sort of films? Yeah, I've always loved the, the, the British because I think um, being English, it's, it's, it's closer to our heart. They use rhyming yeah. slang, which a lot of Australians do. We've got a real affinity with the British. I think more so than American gangster films, um, I agree. you know, about the mafia and things like that. And uh, Sexy Beast is, yeah, it's a classic. It's, it's a film, really. I mentioned to people that they said, What are you doing next? I said, Well, Sexy Beast. Uh, I let a spoiler out to a couple of friends. And they hadn't seen it. And they'd made an effort to go and see it. And they said, thanks for the thumbs up. They loved it. And you know what yeah, I love about it? It's a great yeah. film, but it's under 90 minutes. It's just so palatable. It, it, it doesn't That's... overstay its welcome. It doesn't have this like unnecessary third act. It just gets in there, gives you a great story, and then gets out of there. And what I love uh, even, and, you know, even before we get into the plot, is that, um, and don't get me wrong, I love Guy Ritchie. I think, you know, watching a lot of his films um, really got, made me the sort of um, director and producer and especially editor that I am today. I love that sort of snappy editing. However, I don't think there's a single female speaking role in Lock, Stock and Two Smoking Barrels. Uh, and Snatch, I don't, I don't think has too many more. They're real macho, aren't they? They're real yeah. macho. But Sexy Beast yeah. is great yeah. because I think the female roles in this are just as important as the male roles. Um, Very much yeah. so. Very of much course, so. Uh, the film stars uh, the incredible Ray Winston, um, but his wife, uh, Dee Dee Dove, played by Amanda Redman and Jackie, Julianne White, um, were really strong female roles in it. I think, you know, it's it's really about a love story between, um, you know, Ray Winston's character, Gal, and Dee Dee, as much as it is also about a completely terrifying uh, gangster, played uh, <laughs> Don Logan, played by the incredible Ben Kingsley. But I really love oh, that. Yeah. This kind of um, Jonathan Glazer, the director, he kind of took this British gangster genre and went somewhere quite different with it, I think. Um, it, you have these quite surreal moments in it. Um, there's a part at the very start of the story where it's just showing the love between Gal and his, his wife and how happy he is to be living in Spain. And they're sort of underwater, but they're floating through the stars. And they do a lot yes, of that sort yeah. of trippy stuff. They have dream sequences through this film. So it's kind of... Yeah. It's kind of uh, like a Guy Ritchie film with a bit of a Salvador Dali kind of drop into it as well yeah yeah let's get to what the plot of the film is it's it um it starts off jimmy uh ray winston plays a character gal and he's a and can, just before we just before we get in there can you do Sorry. a good ray winston impersonation for me uh hello it's ray winston is that sort of like that i think i'm gonna have a calamari yeah i'm gonna have a yeah, calamari yeah. calamari and a couple <laughs> of bitters yeah. Sorry, anyway, please continue. <laughs> anyway, uh, Ray Winston uh, plays Gal, a retired safe cracker, who's living a happy life in sunny uh, Andalusian Spain with his wife, Dudu. And is, he, is he supposed to be the sexy beast at the start? Because, of course, this film starts... He is. And he we, is see, we see that quintessential 
like yeah. um, middle-aged, probably a bit over middle-aged um, pom in Spain. And I don't know about you, like I just tra- I've traveled throughout Europe and they're everywhere. You always find those lobster sunburnt poms That's... lying by the pool with their guts out. And he just, he just perfectly captures that at the That's start of the film. That's where they go. That's where they go, Jimmy. Well, they I suppose they like can. The French. You know, because we're in Australia. We live... Mate, it's like, it's like going to Tasmania, you know, when they yeah. go to Mallorca and those sort of places. And they love gold chains and uh, they love thinking they're American gangsters. That's one of the things. They, they love the gold chains, but he does. He, he suns himself by the pool. He skins like leather. And, uh, and he's wearing his little speedos. I mean, this, this film starts quite, like basically with a close-up of Ray Winston's junk in some speedos, doesn't it? <laughs> with that incredible song by the, the Stranglers is playing. You know that? That walking on the beaches, looking at the peaches. And, but he's um, sitting there, and it is it is the life, isn't it? He's got a, a pool boy on Rico, and yeah. he just says, "Get us a bit of we on Rico." And he he just, I thought to myself, you know, it's starting to get cold in Melbourne, and I'm looking at this bloke laying by a pool, pre-COVID, well and well and truly pre-COVID. I thought, what the life, what a life he's got. Yeah, and he does, especially, he and it's and I think on the um, you know, thermometer this morning, it, it was uh, about three degrees Celsius. Here in, exactly, in Melbourne, it's exactly. bloody freezing. Give me but, a swimming anyway, pool in Spain. Back to the plot. He, he's living with uh, DD, his best mate H, which is his sidekick from London, who's obviously another ex-crim. And, and how great H? H is just like his little kind of monologues could be a film of their own. You know, he's just, he's, he's having a little laugh. Very, that, very funny. That's, that's where the script writing is just fantastic. In really. these conversations. It's almost improvised, isn't it? Bit yeah. like we are. <laughs> but do you know what? But, uh, do you know what? Not because I, I thought that too. I thought it was complete. That there were nice improvised bits in it, but not a single line of dialogue is improvised in this film. It's done. No, no, it, and it's that, just and so a, brilliantly acted. It's a bit of a nod. Yeah, to that, the that's a sign of a great acting is great. Yeah. But but he's he's got his bliss. This blissful existence is shattered on the arrival of uh, Don Logan, played by the haunting, terrifying. Ben Kingsley. And, and Who's the Don, guy that played Gandhi in his younger Gandhi, days? Like one of the most peaceful and, people ever. <laughs> and, and that amazing character in Schindler's List. He's played, uh, well, everybody knows Ben Kingsley. He's a, a mm. fantastic actor. But uh, I, I never fig- figured him as being a criminal. Uh, well, this film kind of changed that for him, didn't it? You know, this was, it he did. jumped at this role because he finally got to play one of the most terrifying villains in a film you'll ever meet. But I meet people that have watched Sexy Beast and we talk about it and they, they call it terrifying, but one of the funniest roles yeah. they've ever seen too. Because it's bloody funny too. It's yeah, just, it is, it is funny. It, it's, it's funny because it's just so out there. But I love it's that just, sort of, there's a scene before, or, you know, a couple of scenes before um, Don Logan arrives. And it's just, it's just such a great kind of capture of foreboding of just how is. scary this fucking guy is, you know, because he's having this great <laughs> life. The first couple of scenes, Gal and Didi are just loving life and, 
they're just in paradise really like they couldn't be happier they've got a little spanish restaurant they've got their best mates who are clearly um you know uh jackie and h you know were clearly from the london crime life as well and they've moved to um you know, yeah, they're, they're well. in retirement. And they're you know, loving yeah, it. They're, they're just having the best yeah. time and they're like, I love this restaurant. It's just like, I'm going to have the calamari. I love the calamari. Yeah. And then H and Jackie arrive and they look like they've just been to a funeral. And straight from that get-go, you're like, what's going on? What the hell? What the hell is happening? And this psycho Don Logan has rung H and gone, I want um, Gal to get out of retirement and do this job for me. And, you know... They're not going to do it. Nobody wants this life anymore. But this this kind of train is well, coming. Yeah, this, this scary yeah. guy is is on his way, and he's not going to take no for an answer. And you can tell they all know he's not going to take no for an answer. And shit's going to be bad. And that's that's when he starts to have these nightmares of this kind of beast rabbit, scary well, version. Well, you, you know of what? Dom. You know what it reminds me of. I can tell you, the beast is a rabbit that they go out shooting. With uh, yeah. with Enrico, the young boy, and they've got guns, and an H is dressed up like a Western cowboy. He's got a yeah. Western shirt on, and he's got like an old Winchester gun, and they're rabbit shooting on this barren Andalusian paddock, looking yeah. for a rabbit. And there's a skinny rabbit, it's, and <laughs> he tries to shoot it, and the gun falls apart. Well, they yeah. all <laughs> break up laughing, you know. So that's the comedy of it, but. But he, when he finds out that Don Logan is coming over, he has these nightmares. And it's, if I can picture it, it's the rabbit out of Donnie Darko. Or Very much so. Yeah, what, what was his and name, that's what Bob? Reminds me of oh, I can't, I can't remember the name of the rabbit. It's like Bob or something. sits in the picture theatre. And, and that's what it is. He has this nightmare of killing this rabbit. But it all sort of plays on his mind, uh, 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 incredible doom. But, Jimmy, we've got to add that what he's going back to London for is... A, a, a big heist. It's one last heist. Yeah. And of course, he's such a good safe cracker that Teddy Bass, played by Ian McShane. Yeah. Ian uh, McShane, who was Al Swearingen, and we were talking earlier. Who probably about broke Deadly. the record for yeah. saying cocksucker and the C word uh, the C most word in any F5. TV show ever. Yeah. Yeah. Because we're talking about this film, and I'm dying to drop the F bomb and the C bomb, but I don't want to give this a, uh, an XXXX rated show. But it really is, the language in it is just so ripe. But there's a weird scene where they've got this job and it's to rob all these jewels out of a safe deposit box in this bank that's Fort Knox type security. And they're going to drill through a swimming pool next to door. get to this next door <laughs> to get to these jewels. But back to Spain, Gal's not doing it. He said, I'm not doing it. I'm not yeah. doing it. And uh well, it's, said, it's clear it's that he's had, you know, a pretty narrow escape or something in his past. And so he's very lucky to be here in Spain. He's rid of the life of crime. He's got the love of his life, his best mate, and uh, he doesn't want to go back. But yeah, and, and I th oh, we completely missed it as well. There's this real metaphor at the very start of the film oh, where he's sitting yeah, yeah. loving life, you know, by the pool. The stranglers are playing, um, you know, he's, he's put some art like a, a towel of ice around his junk. He's just so gross, but, but just loving it. And then that giant boulder, because so he sort of lives on this, this hill and he's got a beautiful pool out the back, but there's a rather large hill that goes up behind him. This massive boulder comes down 
and misses him by, you know, a couple of inches and lands in the bottom of his pool and, you know, cracks the tiles at the bottom of the pool and kind of is this real kind of... um, a eruption to to this beautiful calm life and it's i think a that's a real thing, metaphor yeah. of of the boulder of don logan which is, is don exactly oh, i He's thought exactly the same this boulder is going to be like a wrecking ball yeah going to destroy their family like 10 pin bowling and, that, and, and that's and really what don logan's like you know you 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 almost get that um that feeling in the pit of your stomach as a viewer as well i think you know you can you can feel him coming and i think um the other actors who were playing it said that um benjamin kingsley's performance was so ferocious and full-on and he was a bit method that they'd occasionally forget their lines because and they they found it really hard to act because they were so scared well you know they wanted to get Anthony Hopkins to play Ben Kingsley, and yeah. I can imagine, I can imagine him doing it too. Actually, uh, yeah, well, more so because I think he it was Hannibal Lecter. He could play that mm. really crazy, menacing uh, character. But uh, I think what works just... is that it's not about the person; it's not about how he looks, because of course, even Benjamin Kingsley's sort of rocking our look. Really, you know, he's got the bald head yeah. and goatee, but he's not a hugely muscular man. No, he's, no, he's not like a massive dude, but you can tell that this character, John Do, uh, Don, is really broken. Um, he's clearly had a life of abuse and he's that kind of messed up and psychotic that it doesn't matter how mm. small this guy mm. is, he could do some terrible shit. Yeah, he's one of those people you just wouldn't put a gun in his hand. He might be able to knock you out. You and know, I think that's another like, thing you know, is fight. Yeah, that, uh, he's he's psychotic, a sociopath. But one of the things that I learned with Ben Kingsley when I was sort of looking into it that uh, he, he played the role as somebody that was sexually abused as a child. Yeah, and uh, that's that sort of damage you were talking about. Who's, who's clearly like that? in his, in, yeah, he's, yeah, he's always cornered. But it's an interesting one because I think the, uh, the other actors play a great role in making him so scary. It's that everybody is on eggshells when they're around him. I mean, at the, yeah. when he first arrived, he doesn't really move much. He doesn't say much. He's just quite quiet. But you can tell that people really don't want to get on his wrong side. Like you don't want to say the wrong and, and, thing because he could flip like that, you know? And of I course, love at the start, you know, they're like, how's the flight? Yeah, it's not bad. Oh, okay, um, you know, how was your drive here? Yeah, it's not much to complain about. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, and it's just yeah. so hard to make a conversation. And, and he's one of those people that you just look glancing at him, he goes, what are you effing looking at? What are what you effing looking, looking at? at, you effing C? Yeah, what are you looking at? When I, just, he's just a menace. And of course, H's wife, Jackie, had had uh, a fling with him back in London, you know, quite a few years ago. And he keeps bringing that up, you know. Yeah, he's, he's, tr- he's antagonistic, he's tenacious. Yeah. He's trying to get a rise out of poor old yeah. H, who clearly was, a, you know, a bit of a bottom feeder. You can kind of tell he, he didn't have yeah. much yeah. kind of clout. And but he, was, um, yeah. he is just horrific. And then once kind of, you know, the you know, niceties and small talk is over, um, Benjamin Kingsley's character is like, you're coming to do this job, you're going to get 2%, I'll see you on Friday. And Gal's yeah. like, nah, man, I'm, I'm not interested. And he's like, ha ha, nice one. I'll see you on Friday. Nah, I'm really not doing it. Yes, you are. And it goes from this kind of just, he's like a child just going, no, no, you're coming. You're coming. You're coming. Fuck off. Fuck off. Fuck off. Fuck. It is so intense. And then there's, 
and then they go to bed and then he wakes him up in the middle of the night and grabs him and beats the shit out of him and it's and then just... he, he, he goes into his bathroom he's on suite and wee's on the floor like childish yeah. things like that he, he says at one stage that he says no 24 times in a row he goes no 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 yeah. no 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 and i've actually heard that on radio people use it as a bit of a comedy line and 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 somebody said to me when they saw it, he said, oh, that's used on, you know, 3LO or 3... They do that as a, a fill-in thing when somebody says no. Yeah. It's a bit of a comedy line. And that's him. It's just... He goes off his nut. But, then, but apparently um, the director... Uh, oh, my gosh, I'm having a mental blank. Jonathan Glazer said he was so impressed Jonathan by Glazer, yeah. ben- Benjamin Kingsley because there's these bits where he's just going, no, 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 no. Fuck off. No, no, you're doing it. You're doing it. You're doing it. But he was dead on script. Like you, you think, oh, he's just going to throw a couple more no's in there. He's going to like improvise a little bit. No. Apparently, you know, he's such a good actor that all of those lines were perfect. That's pretty impressive. And, and, and apparently after a take, they said he was the nicest guy in the world. Ben Kingsley, you'd do this take again. He'd say, oh God, that was bloody hard. He said, I'd love a nice cuppa. And yeah. <laughs> I think he was also saying that he would get his meanness for like an entire year out in about five minutes. And so he was just like, oh, really kind of zen. He also said that um, he based the character, obviously, like you said, um, he was clearly abused, but he based it on his grandmother. He said his grandmother was like that. She was a Nazi. (laughs) She was a racist. She was never violent, but she was exactly like that. Would just say the most awful shit and just be tenacious like a dog knocking go of a bone. And imagine that. You're like, oh, did you think, like, was it some hardened criminal that you studied? Um, Was it, like, you know, (laughs) a political dictator? No, no, it was my my dear old nan. (laughs) But, of course... It gets to this moment of climax where, um, you know, it's in the middle of the night and um, things are going off. And then Dee Dee, his wife, comes out with a gun. And then we just cut straight to next Friday. And suddenly, um, you know, Gal's in London, even though he was like, I'm never going back. I'm not doing this. We see him in London. And, um, yeah, um, yeah, Don Logan's character's gone missing. They they kill him in the, the, you know, he gets killed in the pool. And, oh yeah, uh, but they don't show that until later. So you you don't know later, that. So, so he just rocks up, and then Ian McShane's yeah. character, who's also and the same ilk as um, Don Logan, just but, but doesn't believe I, yeah. that he's gone missing. No, but but what I can say back to that bit where he is um, murdered. But in particular, the women stand up to him, and in particular, Dee Dee. She she's not scared of him for some reason. And he's got all this dirt on Dee Dee. Dee Dee was a porn star back in London. And, mm. and of course he says, you know, you're nothing, you're married to nothing but a dirty whore and the whole bit. I think the reason that, you know, it affects Dee Dee and Jackie and even H so much is that Don Logan is threatening their paradise. He is a threat to this, this heaven that That's, they're in. And he is going to take... They don't want any more crime. Exactly. He's going to take yeah. Gal away back to London. He could potentially, you know, get caught die. for this. And then he'll die. Yeah. And then, you yeah. know, this paradise that they have is ruined. And so she, I think, yeah, she's like, you're going to kill my husband. So I'm going to, I'm going to kill you, I suppose. Yeah. But then yeah. or even H gets into it. And um, because, you know he's having a go at how he fucked H's wife and H ends up dropping a, a large rock on his head. Um, <laughs> yeah. But of course, 
you know, we're all as as viewers, we're like, hmm, what happens? But we we see, um, you know, Gal has had to rock up and do this heist, and um, Ian McShane's character is just sort of smiling at him uh, in a in a similar but very different way to Don Logan. He's really intimidating and menacing. He's like a shark. Oh. He just smiles at him and goes, "Yeah, so um." you know, when's the last time you spoke to Don? We haven't seen Don for a while. And of course, Gal fucks up and says, oh, I spoke to him. He said he was in Heathrow. Um, but yeah, they do this kind of, um, you know, and that's the thing. This is a heist film, but, you know, they kind of do the heist and um, yeah. Yeah, and, and, and really... They that's one thing I didn't of... understand, actually, yeah, is there was yeah. that bank, there's that kind of very... Um, uh, seedy kind of bank official, uh, played by James Fox. Uh, I think he's, oh. I think the bank official's called Harry. And it cuts to Ian McShane was at an orgy, like a very rich kind of eyes wide shut orgy, and then finds out about this amazing kind of safe. And then this boss well, takes him in he, to look at it. But I don't understand why he kind okay. of All gave right. him that. I, I, I've got a bit of a version on that because I think that uh, he's got this heist that he wants to do, but. He almost um, blackmails him. Uh, well, I don't know whether it'd be blackmailing, but to have sex with him, to give him all the plans to this robbery. Because mm. I think, why in the hell? He's this tough London criminal. Why? And he, he's, I, I think he just gets buggerized, basically. Yeah, That's yeah he does. I could, yeah. I could put it by James Fox, but he does this to Sally's body almost to to get the plans to this heist. And then I think, and of course, once they do this robbery, he then goes back and kills him. And yeah. uh, and, and that's the thing Fox. I think yeah. Yeah. is that, you know, yeah. like they ask, you know, Ian McShane and, and the gangsters are like, where's Don Logan? Because of course, Don Logan was the guy who was organizing this entire team and then he hasn't rocked up. And um, they've gone to Gal, you know, have you seen him? And he said, yes. But then, obviously, um, there's that incredible scene where Don Logan does go to the airport after getting told no and just yeah. starts smoking his cigarette on the plane, um, you know, gets kicked off the plane and he then almost his... gets arrested but then, you know, tries to say that, you know, um, one of the air hostesses was sexually uh, harassing well, him. He, he said, that's one of the lines, he said, he, um, he touched me on me front bottom. He yeah. touched me on my front bottom. You know, and I mean, and of course, it's a male. Yeah, it's, it's, it's a weird. Yeah. It gets, it, because he's smoking, I said, put the cigarette out. And he's just so threatening. And in the end, they, they said, well, the plane's not going anywhere. And that's when he goes back to... Yeah. Uh, Back to, to uh, Gal's place. And of course, and of course Ian McShane's character. Murdered. I should stop saying Ian McShane's character. Teddy Bass, uh, the, Teddy the big Bass, bad. Great, um, what a great crim name. Yeah, yeah Teddy, Teddy Bass. Soft little Teddy. Um, he get you know obviously finds out, and he was always going to, that Don never yeah. got on the plane. So why the fuck is Gal lying? And so it's very clear that Gal ha or has or has something to do with his death or disappearance. But... I love that it's just that moment of obviously Gal has helped with this heist. Teddy Bass is now, you know, millions and millions of dollars richer and he was going to get, um, Gal was going to get 2%, but it's, <laughs> they've realized that, you know, Gal has killed Don, but Don was he, such an asshole that even Teddy just went, Teddy you know said, uh, he said, I know what you've done virtually. He said, I know what you've done, but you, yeah, but you know what? I reckon Don was an asshole. So. Yeah, if I liked, if I had any respect or love for Don, you'd be dead. Yeah, but you'd be dead. 
what am I going to give yeah. you for this heist? And he was going to get 2% of, you know, millions and millions yeah, of dollars. Millions. But what does he get instead? <laughs> he gets, he's got a, he owes him 10 quid. <laughs> yeah. So he gets a 10 pound note. Yeah, he gets a 10 pound note. But uh, one of the things he does in the heist, this is one of the things that bugged me with the film a little bit, you know, and we're doing a big spoiler here, but they... Oh, I think we've spoiled it already. We're, we're well and truly, <laughs> we're well and truly in spoiler territory. We're, 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 we've fucked it up for everybody, haven't we, basically? But, we, you know, we're using bad language <laughs> in this episode. But he's drilled a big hole in a pool. They've had to dive down, drill a big hole, and they've flooded this yeah. room with all these safety deposit boxes. And there's all jewels floating over and money. Why don't they just drain drain the pool? <laughs> I, can't, I just can't yes. work it out why they went to so much trouble. But I think say- I think it's because it it killed the power, maybe. Like it, it oh, I don't know. it's it's loose, isn't know. it? Yeah. And also there'd it's, be so many loose. kind of um, you know, stocks yeah. and bonds and money and stuff that you could have grabbed <laughs> as well. But I guess But they basically got the jewels. And, and and one thing that he does do and he sticks them, you know, once again he's he's obsessed with sticking things down the front of his his wife. France. He gets some beautiful sapphire earrings, yeah. and he, he says that. And then, and of course, when he gets back to uh, you know back home, you know the heist goes through. He gets dropped off at the airport. Uh, you know, Teddy Bass knows that he's murdered Don the whole bit, but he he gets home, and uh, and of course that's he he managed to knock off these two beautiful sapphire earrings, and of course he's given them to Dee Dee. Yeah, and and they'd be worth a pretty penny. And I also love, and then it just kind of focuses on the very shoddy retiling of the mosaic at the bottom of their pool. Yeah, but obviously this this boulder's knocked out, and then the tiling has this perfect kind of body shape where they've clearly buried Don. And guess where Don's been buried underneath the pool. I'd love that. They they could have a little in joke instead of going for a dip. I'm just going to go out and see Don. Did you read also? Ray Winston said it's the sexy beast was the best gig he ever had he went to andalusia where they made the uh, the show yeah and he it would have been rough three weeks of <laughs> sitting by the pool drinking beer and eating calamari calamari <laughs> he um, just said i just had to get myself fat and tanned for three weeks and learn me lines by the pool so jimmy there could be a gig out there for you hey <laughs> oh well, you know, I guess, I guess, you know, if uh, if the shoe fits, wear it. I'm halfway there. I'm very pale right now, but I've certainly got the uh, the the poolside belly for it. <laughs> <laughs> no, you're looking um, bloody trim. You're looking trim. Yeah. Oh, thanks. Yeah. I, um, if you could see what I'm seeing, listeners, Jimmy's looking taut, trim, and terrific. You see what I see. <laughs> well, Ken, out of five calamaris, what would you give this film? Oh, look. Look, I had four, but I'm giving it four and a half. I really enjoyed it, Jimmy. I loved it. I loved watching it again. Yeah, nice. I'm I'm half behind you, mate. I'm going to give it a four calamari rings out of five. Yeah, oh, fantastic. I, I feel I'm going to watch it again now and count the F and Cs. You do that, Ken. It's been an absolute pleasure talking to you once again, and we'll sign off with this amazing audition masterpiece. My favourite coffee is a piccolo. I like it with warm, silky milk and in a short glass. It's a meat bun! Thank you, sexy beast. <laughs> this has been the Father-in-Law Cinema Club with Jimmy Eaton and Ken Tyres, produced by Jason Geary and edited by Jimmy Eaton. You can also follow us on Facebook, Instagram, and you can email us at fatherinlawcinemaclub at gmail.com. See you next time.
next time.